Star Wars 7x7 episode 2012. Today, not only are we going to have ourselves a Jedi business episode and talk about the third weekend of The Rise of Skywalker at the box office, we're also going to talk about this release the J.J. Abrams cut of The Rise of Skywalker business that was going around on social media last week. Punch it! Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. Hey, happy Monday to you. Alright, so, you know, I don't know how they do this. They have articles that go online, you know, comparatively early on a Sunday that talk about the total box office for the weekend of The Rise of Skywalker and, you know, every other movie for that matter, but they say, hey, this is what it's done this weekend, even though Sunday isn't done, so for all we know, you know, a bunch of people rushed to the movie theaters for the final showings, or didn't, as the case may be. So, I don't know how they decided that's the case, but they do, and so the numbers are in. It's $33.7 at the box office for The Rise of Skywalker in its third weekend, which is enough to keep it at the top of the box office again. And now we have a domestic total of over $450 million, which is astounding, remarkable, amazing, and still <laughs> below expectations and desires and, you know, all that stuff. Meanwhile, the international box office also contributed a bunch and brings it in its entirety over $900 million to $918 million to be precise, which means that the way things are going, it's on track to break a billion at the box office overall by the end of next weekend at the latest. Of course, that means that it's still tracking below Last Jedi numbers, and, you know, that being said, one of the things we've talked about on the podcast in the past is about how other movie studios were competing with Disney in their scheduling of movies around the releases of The Force Awakens and Rogue One and The Last Jedi. We didn't talk about it so much with Solo because that was on Memorial Day weekend, which was kind of a different scenario, but we talked about how they were kind of, these other studios were gaming the system to some degree. And whereas it does seem like that might have been the case again around the rise of Skywalker, like, you know, turned out that Cats did not do nearly as well as The Greatest Showman did, for example, even though both of them were released right around the same time as The Rise of Skywalker, so plan seems to be kind of the same. And the Jumanji movies were also released right around the same time, too, so... Again, trying to compete with a Star Wars movie at the box office. Well, the Jumanji movie certainly did well, but it actually came out a week before The Rise of Skywalker, so they decided apparently to get their money in first before Rise of Skywalker came out, perhaps anticipating that it was going to do better than The Last Jedi, like we all kind of expected and you know would have probably happened if the reviews <laughs> had been better. But be that as it may... What's happening in the upcoming movie schedule for the next couple of weeks, it doesn't seem like there's anything that would really challenge the rise of Skywalker for box office glory, which means that, you know, we could see the rise of Skywalker doing well at the box office again for another couple of weeks and not having its, you know, showings cannibalized by what's coming out. And just to, you know, illustrate what's coming out, include wider releases of 1917, which is the war movie directed by Sam Mendes, which actually sounds kind of interesting. And another movie called Just Mercy, which stars Killmonger and Electro and Captain Marvel. <laughs> if you want to look at it from a Marvel movie standpoint, but it's certainly not that kind of movie. 
Also, a movie called Like a Boss, which stars Tiffany Haddish and Rose Byrne and Salma Hayek. And Underwater, which is a Kristen Stewart movie, which kind of reads more horror than its description, which is action thriller. This, you know, seems like it's going to be something that, you know, doesn't necessarily perform as, you know, blockbustery by comparison. I don't know. We'll see. Um, it does seem like Rise of Skywalker is primed to do very well all the way into February. But... You know, then of course, <laughs> we'll see about how the controversy surrounding the rise of Skywalker unfolds in terms of this, you know, J.J. Abrams cut business. So if you haven't been paying attention to social media, there was a post on Reddit from a person who claimed that they were talking to an anonymous source with information on the production who was upset about how things went down in the production and had this laundry list of things that were different about the rise of Skywalker versus what happened with the theatrical version. And here's the thing. Some of the stuff that's mentioned in there kind of tracks with other public reports and some of it kind of doesn't, at least not yet. So I'll get into... <laughs> Some of the gory details of that right after the break here. Stay tuned. Hey Rebel Razor, I've made some changes to the asteroid belt level at patreon.com slash SW7X7 and they are all with sponsors in mind. So if you want to get the word out about your business, your product, your service to a dedicated Star Wars audience, then please check out patreon.com slash SW7X7 and look for the asteroid belt level for details. Again, that's patreon.com slash SW7X7. Welcome back. So, of all the things uh, <laughs> that are talked about with this J.J. Abrams cut, honestly, first of all, I, you know, I'm not buying into this, and the J.J. Abrams cut is in theaters, at least. This is, you know, my personal opinion about it. The level of involvement that's suggested to, you know, have done to the movie what these anonymous sources are claiming were done to the movie. It seems rather impossible in this day and age for the director of his own movie to be completely blindsided in the way that it's being described in this case. And that Disney would be doing something like this in order to scuttle J.J. Abrams's future with Warner Brothers because he signed one of those giant production deals with Warner Brothers uh, and you know what he might do with DC because Disney sees DC and Warner Brothers as a potential rival which of course they do you know it's easy enough to you know take that fact and then try to spin you know another story into it but why Disney would you know shoot themselves in the foot with the rise of Skywalker to do something to uh, allegedly hamper J.J. Abrams' future with Warner Brothers or his reputation doesn't seem to track. And so far, there's no, you know, entertainment industry reporter, you know, checking in with sources or anything like that and coming out and saying, hey, yeah, you know, this, you know, anonymous thing that's been reported, I'm talking to my sources and I'm hearing similar things. Nobody has come out and said anything like that so far. But some of the details have already been confirmed by external sources and before this whole foo started anyway, in some cases. For example, the possibility of splitting The Rise of Skywalker into two movies. Chris Terrio has said in interviews that that was in consideration at some point, And also that the movie was longer as well before they started cutting it down. Marion Brandon, who is a longtime collaborator of J.J. Abrams and was the editor on The Force Awakens and The Rise of Skywalker, has talked in multiple interviews 
about how there's footage that they left out for various reasons. And Dominic Monaghan, who is the um, uh, Beaumont kin, you know, the new addition to the Resistance in the Rise of Skywalker, has also said in interviews that there's a lot more footage that was shot that just didn't make it into the movie and that he hopes to see a director's cut, which of course is not what we're going to see. We will see deleted scenes when the movie is ultimately released for home video consumption. But yeah, they won't do a director's cut. There has never been a director's cut in the history of Star Wars. I think the only thing you could consider to be a director's cut would be the special editions maybe, but it's been... Just here's the movie and here are the deleted scenes. That's it. And that's all they've done in the Disney era with Force Awakens, with Rogue One, with The Last Jedi, with Solo. That's it. So there's no reason to believe that they're going to do anything else. And there's no reason to believe that there is a J.J. Abrams cut like you know the Zack Snyder Justice League cut that a lot of people allege exists and there's never been any indication that it really does exist, at least not that I've ever come across and seen. So yeah, it's sort of an unusual thing that got whipped up into a frenzy last week on social media. But yes, ultimately there are scenes that were left out of the movie and this has been confirmed by multiple sources, but whether that means that there is a director's cut of the movie, no, there is not. Some of those deleted scenes will probably end up being included with the home video release, but beyond that, who knows? And yes, that will include stuff with Rose Tico. Kelly Marie Tran has also talked about scenes that were filmed but didn't necessarily make the cut. And, you know, stuff about scenes that involved Carrie Fisher and how difficult it was or to integrate the visual effects stuff and make, you know, her stuff fit in with everything. That, you know, is another complicated process too. So, yeah, I would not make, you know, too much of this. I wouldn't make the mountain out of the molehill for it if I were you. But there you go. That is everything about our Jedi business episode for you this week. And that's going to do it for the show today as well. Thank you so much for joining me for it as always. And may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Sunlight 7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2020 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.